Welcome to Disregard That. Yeah, so, I mean, the uh, it is nice that they give like a little abbreviation. Not abbreviation? Abridge? Abridgement? Yeah, like a, a little a synopsis. Synop- there we go, synopsis. Yeah, so, one through nine, the use of wine, strong drinks, tobacco, hot drinks is proscribed basically don't um i'm gonna focus mostly on verses 10 through 17 Um, herbs fruit flesh and grain are ordained for the use of man and animals yes flesh it is it is ordained (laughs) it's true i won't argue that um obedience to gospel law blah 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 brings we'll get to that after i let's dissect this other stuff yeah let's go into the um, the straight into ten through seventeen. So well, well, let's so let's actually look at um, where is it? It's because uh, a lot of this is let's. I want to look at the language of of how they uh, either discourage or encourage certain behaviors. If that makes sense, yeah. um, like it should be a standard throughout, right? Like if they. If they use certain language one way, we're going to assume that if they use that same language again, that they're right. using it the same way. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Consistency is key. Yeah. Well, we're just going to assume that uh, right, otherwise. the author is consistent. Okay. Even human authors, what to speak of like a, a god author. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So looking at... Uh, Whereas, uh, la, 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 la. So, right at the beginning, it does say, this is not commandment or constraint. It's like a word of wisdom. So, this is verse uh, 2. Okay. So, it's not like, you have to, I guess. It's not like, I, I don't... It's I don't, a word of wisdom, right? It is wise to conform to these rules, but yes. we're not telling you you must. It's just if you, you know, conducive for a healthy life right. and whatnot. Exactly. And and part of this, and they do give like a little history synopsis that I've seen before um, in, in other uh, sections of the Doctrine and Covenants where they talk about like marriage rules um, that they're talking about here as compared to like what the Quakers and other religions in the 1800s were doing saying, Hey, we okay. don't agree with that stuff. Gotcha. We're not forbidding you to get married. We're not. Cause like certain religions were actually forbidding people to get married. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to note that this isn't like forbidding anyone to it's drink. Not a hard line they're drawing. It's just, they're setting the lineup, right? Yes. At least that's how it's usually presented. Gotcha. Um, Obviously, to get into the temple yeah. and actually get into heaven and do all the stuff you're supposed to do, they kind of are expecting you. Which is interesting because it seems like it completely betrays the whole point of making it a word of wisdom is that at the same time, like simultaneously, you yeah. know, they're trying to have a cake and eat it too, right? Um, yeah. It's, we want to not have a hard line, but actually, you know, we don't really accept you into the temple or into the afterlife at all unless you, you do this yeah, thing. You can't get married. You can't. Yeah bless your kids with special ceilings. I haven't been to the temple, so I actually don't know what all happens in there. Um, Baptism for the dead. Yeah. Um, getting ordained for being a, 
man. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. Um, all the really important yeah. things. Like yeah. all the really, really, really important things you can't do if you don't follow the word of wisdom. Right. Um, now, I have heard missionaries be pretty lenient about it. Like a dude was smoking a cigarette right before his baptism. And they were mm-hmm. like, well, you don't anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then they baptize it. Yeah. And um, that's something like that would seem like it would make sense where they... They know they can't get you to stop immediately, so yeah. they're just going to do whatever they can to get you in their fold so that, you know, they've got you then, right? Which I actually think is kind of a yeah. nice and benevolent way. Of, it's like, oh, people are struggling with things. This is hard. Right. It makes Let's sense. Let's be lenient. And, like, the whole concept of it being a word of wisdom makes sense, right? Yeah. The whole, but, yeah. So that, that, I think, is the, a reasonable side to it. Yeah. The then enforcing that people must obey the word of wisdom to get in the temple is where it kind of goes away, I think. Yeah. And um, they certainly do enforce that. There's yeah. no way. If they saw me yeah, smoking gotta, outside the temple and oh, no. trying to go in, no. no way in hell. Yeah, and you have to have a meeting with your bishop and he asks you the questions like, do yeah. you pay your tithing? Do you obey the word of wisdom? Those are definitely, they go into it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just kind of want to set that out as All just right. kind of like before we actually talk about it, um, what's actually happening here. Um, so... Looking at verses like five through eight real quick, uh, verse eight, it says, again, tobacco is not for the body, neither for the belly. It's not good for man. It's really, this isn't like thou shalt not use tobacco. It's like, Hey, this isn't the greatest stuff for you. Right. Um, it does say though, uh, it's to be used with judgment and skill. So I guess maybe nicotine has some. I, I think they used to think it was some, I mean, they used to think cocaine was good for yeah. you know, medical purposes and it is right. And nicotine is as well. It does. I, maybe I don't it know does what have those uses physiological are. properties. Um, I, I don't know how they're applied in medicine either. Um, I mean, it, all I know it really does is just raises your heart rate really. Um, so feels maybe kind they of nice. use it for something um, during surgery. Maybe it's if... more of a placebo thing at that point. Cause it was, it was relatively new in the, when Joseph was around, I believe. Um, um I like think they were maybe the seventeen hundreds. Like, they first started shipping no, it no, back to no. England or something like it's that. Sixteen hundreds. Sixteen hundreds. Sixteen hundreds. Because I think uh, one of the kings at that time um, signed a decree saying this is like horrible and a sin and it's right. awful. And then eventually the merchants later, brought it in anyway. <laughs> well, once the king realized he could tax it and make a ton of money, I oh, think right. I'm. I mean, I'm speculating a little bit, but I'm pretty sure, sure. something along those lines. I mean, it makes sense. That's yeah. it's a pretty motivating factor. But again, the point is okay. here is like, it's not being forbidden. It's just like, hey, yeah, just watch out, out for this, uh, um, which is cool, wise. Yeah. which is cool. I don't have a problem with that. Again, my problem is do not smoke. If you're a Mormon, do not like that's, they're so hard about that. Yeah. And and that, that's kind of the interesting side of um uh, of the whole modern edge that they have on it right we're talking about general conferences um they they are constantly changing their quote-unquote scripture right to fit yeah you know their modern paradigm and yeah right now it's a hard line on that one for sure super um, hard line um i'm a smoker and i get a lot of dirty looks from a lot of people <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just out and about it happens there's not a very positive... I mean, and it's not like it's a bad thing. Smoking is definitely bad for your health. That's been sure. proven out in many different ways. But you don't have to be a dick about it. it just, you know, the point is it's a hard line, right? And yeah. There's yeah. a very negative 
mentality against people who do smoke. But yeah, really negative. Oh yeah, especially <laughs> living in Utah. Oh mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and another thing I want to point out is okay. So verse five: Don't drink wine. Um, basically, it's saying don't drink wine. Uh, verse six. It's just kind of saying the kind of wine you should make. I guess back then they were okay with making your own wine and drinking it for sacrament. Well, and, and I believe, um, oh, no, never mind. Back then is only uh, Joseph Smith time. Never mind. Yeah. I was thinking in ancient times they, they had wine that wasn't really alcoholic. And they still really? called it wine. Pretty sure. I, I, I might have heard that and it was some religious person just that saying it. But I've it, it might be suspicious strange. now I've that never, I think about it. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Were they right. trying to say, like, oh, Jesus never got drunk? I think that was, yeah, the more I think about it, that, that had to have been it. So never mind, scratch that. <laughs> I mean, I'll, we should look into that. Yeah. <laughs> pull it um, up. Continue, though. Yeah, so uh, so it says, it has, looks like one instance of saying don't drink strong strong drinks. It's not for the belly, but for the washing of your body. So I'm I'm guessing like an antiseptic type use, which we still use alcohol for. Right. Um, so it has like one instance of saying no um, alcohol, one instance of saying uh, no tobacco, even though it does say, uh, and again, tobacco is not for the body. Before that, so that's in verse 8 where it says, and again, I don't see a spot where it's mentioned tobacco before, so I don't know what the again is coming from. Hmm. Uh, as far as I can tell, it only has one instance of no tobacco. Um and then it, I mean, it says uh, in verse 5 that inasmuch as any man drinketh wine or strong drink among you... That's not tobacco. Oh, I thought you were referencing the and again from verse 7. Where's it, the and well, again? So from, it, says, it says in verse oh, 8, gotcha, and again gotcha. tobacco, 9, gotcha. and again hot drinks, which would be the, the coffees and teas. Yeah. That's typically how that's interpreted. Mm-hmm. Um, then verse 10, and again, all wholesome herbs... Um, God hath ordained for the constitution, nature, and use of man. So it pretty much only mentions each of the things that you shouldn't do once. It just has one line uh, devoted to each of them. It talks about how you should prepare wine and that stuff. Okay. But in terms of don't drink wine, it just says it once. Don't drink coffee. Don't use tobacco. It right. just says it once. That'll You'll see why That's I'm important. doing this in a okay. minute. <laughs> um, and then, so verse 10 and 11, eat healthy things eat herbs and vegetables um 12 this is so i won't disagree it says flesh also of beasts and of the fowls of the air i the lord have ordained for the use of man with thanksgiving nevertheless they are to be used sparingly so I'll, i'll i'll give it to every missionary and bishop i've ever talked to it does say meat is ordained for the use of man Right. Totally says that. I won't argue that. And I will also give them credit for acknowledging that it says use a sparing. Mm-hmm. Right. Seems reasonable. Seems reasonable. Well, they they did read their scriptures. That's totally cool. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Verse 13. Immediately after saying use sparingly. Immediately after, and this is the part that even I've seen bishops go, oh, I didn't realize that was in there. Oh, really? Literally the verse (laughs) right after, it says, and it is pleasing unto me. This is pleasing unto God. Typically, we try to do things that are pleasing unto God. Sorry, Mm -hmm. I'm going to rant. Go for it. Real hard right here. (laughs) Let's, Let's hear it. And it is pleasing unto me 
that they should not be used. Only in times of winter, or of cold, or of famine. <sighs> so, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, it, it seems as if he's saying you shouldn't unless you need it, right? That, that's, that's what it seems like. a hard like. line, right? That, yeah, so clearly 12, use it sparingly. Mm-hmm. 13, probably only use it if it's like winter, cold, famine. And I... This is the 21st century. I can go get a mango from Venezuela right now at Walmart in Cedar City, Utah. <laughs> right. There's in January. no hard times. There's no famine. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, now, I have had some... I've talked to missionaries and stuff before. Um, they tried to spin this the other direction because of the way the, the really? grammar is with that comma. You could read 13 as saying... It shouldn't be used in times of winter, cold, or famine. That's that's such bullshit. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Use it sparingly. Yeah. But, but if you're gonna die from you know not having food, yeah, don't eat that deer. Get yeah. out of here. So that's, that's clearly a bad interpretation. Um, okay, so that's twelve and thirteen. Use it sparingly. Use it winter, cold, and famine. Right. So that's two different verses where it's saying, "Hey, like tone it down on the meat." Uh, 14, basically use grain. Um, it's use it, use grain, eat it, feed your cows with it, Mm -hmm. the beasts of the field with it, the fowls of the heaven and all wild animals eat grain. Everything should eat grain. 15, (laughs) 15. So he says everything should eat grain, fowls of the air, beasts of the field, lists all these things that should eat grain and then says, in verse 15, and these hath God made for the use of man only in times of famine and excess hunger. So there, there is a, I don't know if you have, a, if you have the same footnotes with that at the end these, right? Because yeah. it's, it's not immediately clear, at least to me, where the these is referencing or what the these is referencing. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it could be... Um, grain? Grain? No way. No way God isn't beat. You should be only eat grain when you're dying. So so then these so it's saying only eat things again. Like it's reiterating, don't eat this stuff yeah. unless you absolutely need it. So not yeah. only is it pleasing to God, he has made it explicitly for these purposes. In yeah. times of famine and excess of hunger. That makes it clear. There's no way you can spin thirteen the other way with that. That is you it's know, really clear. Direct. It's yeah. really clear. And I, I do want to go to 49, because um, when you hit the these, I've, I've had, um, when I first talked to missionaries about this, they, they left and came back the next time we met and said, oh, we found this thing that you're talking about. Um, in DC in 49? DC 49. Okay, it says... What, what's the, what's uh, the verse? 49, DC 49, 18. says, and whoso forbiddeth to abstain from meats, that man should not eat the same. So basically, if anyone forbids you from eating meat, they are not ordained of God. So basically saying God doesn't ordain people to forbid you from abstaining from meat. Now, again, this kind of goes back to the context of the Quakers and these other religions. Right. In the same 49, uh, the Shakers, uh, celibate. They, they were forbidding marriage. They were forbidding all these things, mm-hmm. forbidding meat, even in times of winter, cold, and famine. Right. Which God, clearly being in 89, he actually seems extremely reasonable. 
right. is saying, hey, if you're going to die, winter cold famine, then go for it. Eat it. But please don't otherwise. Th- three fact, times. Three really times. don't. I've only made it for the times you're almost going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Eat it sparingly. Yep. Only in times of winter cold and famine. Mm-hmm. Only in times of famine and excess hunger. Right. So this was my point about the other verses. Don't use tobacco, says it once. Don't use alcohol, says it once. Don't use caffeine and coffee, says it once. I see. He spends three verses talking about how you shouldn't eat meat unless you're about to die. Wow. So so if anything, the Mormon standard, the word of wisdom, yeah. the one thing you should take away from it, at least the, the most important thing, is that you should be vegetarian. Um, uh, you said it. <laughs> I mean, there you go. God, God says, again, we're trying to please God. We're trying to do things that are pleasing to God. It is pleasing to me that they should not be used. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How are we a Christian nation (laughs) or a Mormon state? Uh, Like, how how is there, how is that overlooked? It's got to be just like we were talking about earlier. The scripture is honestly just used as a, you know, a way to cherry pick and highlight the points that you seem to like. Um, yeah. And you really get that from general conference. Do you know if it's ever been, um, a- approached or talked about in any general conferences? Have you yeah. found any talks about um, that? Joseph Smith actually harped on it a couple times, I think. Um, in, not, not in line with what it says here. Um, kind of. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there are instances of him, like not killing rattlesnakes, like, he just removed them from the camp rather than just immediately oh. killing them. Which I actually I could see justifying just killing a rattlesnake if it's it, within if a bunch it's of imposing people. you know yeah. But so the, there peril. were instances of him even when he could justifiably kill an animal and he still didn't. He just so above so, and beyond so, yeah. if you will yeah. right. Oh yeah, totally. Um, um, Prophet hmm. Lorenzo Snow um, did encourage this part. He he said quite a few times in couple general conference talks like hey we should really be vegetarian um there was another prophet i can't remember his name at the moment um but it, this is fairly easy stuff to find um on, i'm sure if you, if you google it like there have been at least two prophets who are like we really shouldn't be eating this much meat um one of them actually went into this whole like all the science of it it was in like the 40s or something so they didn't have a ton but it was like, we don't need the protein. We can get the protein from other sources, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Um, so there, there have been general talks about it um, and authorities of the church. Yeah, that's it's kind of along the lines with the cigarette, right? At some point, you can't change someone completely, and the, it looks like they just have given up maybe. Um <laughs> Yeah, well, but that's kind of frustrating, right? Because, like... Right, they they <laughs> they will not let you into a temple if you have smoked a cigarette. Yeah. Or smoking a cigarette, or, you know, what have you. But most people who enter a temple probably have had a, you know, yeah. hamburger within the past week. Um, I've been on temple trips. I did not go into the temple, but I went on a trip with a bunch of youth mm-hmm. to the temple down in St. George. Right. This was before they built the one in Cedar. Okay. Um... Immediately afterwards, after everyone got done doing the baptisms for the dead inside the temple, uh, we all went to a burger joint. I just yeah. had an ice cream. That's, that's fairly but, common. I've been on a yeah. bunch of temple trips. Um, 
it's not <laughs> as if it, you know it's avoided there's yeah, no, no thought to it at all it's, it, just, it's normal right but could you imagine like hey now we're gonna go to the, let's go the on smoke, a smoke shop. break. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go on a smoke break. Let's go grab um, a pipe and the. Or let's hit the bar. Like, right. We we're all like in our twenties. We could all have gone, or a bunch of us, anyways. Some of them, I guess, were like probably nineteen. But yeah, that's that's really really interesting. Yeah. And it, it kind of goes to. I mean, it, I think it says a lot of things about a lot of things because it's obviously not just a Mormon paradigm, and it's not just a meat paradigm, right? There are so many things that you know, worm their way into people's lives and yeah. just anchor themselves. And there's no way you can really detach them. Um, religious texts are not right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's got to be imbued into the culture, but yeah. and, like just introducing a religious text won't, won't do anything. I don't think. Well, I mean, I don't know the, the, the early saints back in the 1830s and forties and fifties, like they changed everything in their lives. Sure. It's kind of like a New Year's resolution, though, right? I guess. Um, you you set it out with good intentions, yeah. but eventually the culture in this analogy will kind of oh, take yeah. over. Like the, if, if the Mormon culture was the only culture that was existing, perhaps, in the United States, I could see it at this point. Maybe they'd still be, you know, yeah. religion of vegetarianism. Well, but. they weren't, though. They never were. They or, never followed this advice. Oh, oh, I see. They, it's not like the like when this came out, they immediately all stopped eating meat in the eighteen forties or okay. whatever it happened. Um, and to be fair, they were on the run, yeah, being persecuted. They were, you know, making maybe hitting that criteria of yeah, the donor party. <laughs> right, <laughs> that happened. They didn't even have animals to eat. Yeah, <laughs> so like. I get it. You're hungry. You don't want to eat your child, so you eat a sheep instead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that seems like exactly, yeah, no, no problems with that. Yeah, um, no. I don't have a problem with you eating a sheep instead of your child. Right. <laughs> um, uh, and I don't think the Donner Party was the only instance of cannibalism really? that happened uh, well, during those years. it makes sense. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, people in a lot of different situations that's gonna be it happens the rocky mountains in the dead of winter right is not a place to be when you're down to the bone you gotta eat something um, um but so so i think you're right about society at large affecting people um that can make it really hard for people to switch right so I I can I'm not putting that up as an excuse. I'm putting that down well, as perhaps a description or a explanation, right? For for a minute, let's let's use it as an excuse. Okay. Let's 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 at least say people eating eating meat is it's just too hard. It's more yeah, addictive. Yeah. Let's I, say it's more addictive from a than tobacco. Pragmatic argument. Um, yeah. You can't change the the bigger consumer industries at, at, right. at play here. So there's no way you could actually enforce that sure let's go right. with that let's just uh, let's give credit to all the the the, the poor saps i mean jesus uh, this is a christian religion they do believe you know in jesus they're not just worshiping joseph smith right they i mean jesus was a really nice guy mm -hmm. he was generous to people <laughs> around him Allegedly. for the most part um but i think we can hold the church authority 
to a different standard. Oh, sure. Right. Um, I think you kind of have to, or should, you should be doing that. If, if the claim is, and I'm not, and I'm not either denying or affirming the claim, I'm just saying their claim is that the prophet is the mouthpiece of God. Mm-hmm. Um, he should not be smoking tobacco, right? If, if God says don't, it seems like the mouthpiece sure. of God, uh, the mouthpiece of God probably shouldn't eat meat. <laughs> the mouthpiece of God is spoken, right. um, clearly. Clearly. Huh. Um, the, the mouthpiece of God shouldn't direct investments so that the Mormon church holds some of the biggest beef <laughs> cattle farms in the United States. Yeah, and and now I think we're maybe to the most damning side of it, right? Um. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 and they're not necessarily using tithing money to run sure. it. They are running it as a for-profit farm. Mm-hmm. Um, in Florida, they, they have cattle farms. Um, right. They have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of heads of cattle. Beef cattle. Not not dairy cattle. These are like mm-hmm. Angus beef. They're going to be slaughtered, right? That, that's that is their existence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't actually know a lot about this. I've definitely I've heard about it here and there. Um, to to what extent are like they making money off of it? Is it just investments go back into itself? Is yeah. any of that disclosed? It's, so do it's, you know what what the the meat is? Is the meat going into like bishop storehouses and whatnot? Does it or... matter? I mean, a little bit. No, not not for the purposes of the doctrine and covenants. Because either way, I mean, it says God says don't do this. Right, right. We live in the 21st century. We have 21st century farming practices. In fact, plenty of vegetarian advocates have made the case that um, it'd be better. Like we'd have more food if we consumed less meat because meat is fairly poor um, it's a very inefficient way of getting calories right because you got to feed right. a lot of calories to and get relatively what to speak of the water usage right right so i mean if if this was like practical necessity hey we need to feed people so we're gonna you know fill our bishop storehouses with a bunch of beef mm-hmm. um they're they're doing a bad job do they're you, making poor choices do you think you could give an argument that it has to do something with preparation because um, you know loads of people doesn't prepare for the stay. Uh, that's well. true. Meat is not like <laughs> you, I mean you can freeze it. Sure, but you can freeze broccoli. I mean, what can't you freeze? Yeah, but in terms of storage, um, if you're trying to pack in as many calories as you can, okay, I see what you're saying. Um, perhaps there could be some justification for that. I'm not saying anyone has ever offered well, that. I would highly yeah. doubt that is the reason why there are you know tens of thousands of head of cattle in Florida currently. And Florida's not just the only one. I mean, they, they, okay. they have farms. I mean, I think they're one of the biggest right. landowners in the U.S. Oh, the church. Really? I'm pretty sure. That's um, insane. Definitely in the top 100, which is saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, if not more, though. Like, wow. I'm being really... I mean, you could probably find that really quick. quickly. Um, just with a Google search. Uh, one million acres in continental America. Jeez. On which it runs farms, ranches, orchards, um, and hunting preserves. Well, I didn't know about the hunting preserves. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Another. 
Um, here, Deseret News. That's a pretty legitimate source. Um, 2,825 counties have property records uh, saying that church owns stuff. Wow. So it's not just in, like, one state. It's, like, everywhere. It's all over the place. Um, so I guess the, my point is, though, the church owned ranches. According to their newspaper, they own ranches. You can easily find mm-hmm. Church of Latter-day Saints uh, info on, on their cattle farms and stuff. Like, this isn't a secret. This right. isn't and a it's conspiracy. it's potentially this looked is... upon as being a positive thing, right? It, oh, for sure. Pete, the... They kind of brag about it. I imagine the idea is a lot of people are thinking that they're just, you know, farming and putting them into bishop storehouses and then, you know, poor people can go sure. and get fed, right? Um, um, yeah. I mean, I've never heard of a poor Mormon family going and get getting a bunch of steaks. Yeah, no. <laughs> generally, it's canned goods. So I don't know. I, I'd be interested to see what they're doing with it. I, um, I, I'm pretty sure it's a for-profit farm. I mean, oh, it's for profit. It's for profit. Really, you no, said yeah. nonprofit. Gotcha. No, it's for profit. So okay. they're not taking any of the tithing money to running it. It's running itself. Right. I mean, probably like most cattle farms with subsidies from the government. Sure. But the point is, if the church owned like, I don't know, had a bunch of stock in Anheuser Busch, or like had a bunch of Marlboro uh, like, or something. Yeah, a factory producing cigarettes, like. Yeah. People would freak out. <laughs> People would, I mean, they freaked out when about that whole $100 billion thing that happened recently. I, I don't think I heard about that. The, it came out that the church has $100 billion in li- liquid assets. Oh. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Um, and, and a lot of people are defending it, saying, you know, well, the church can do whatever they want, and they can do their finances however... And I'll give them that. Fine. Sure. You can do that. Right. God doesn't say don't have a bunch of money. Well, I mean, there are other sides to that that could be discussed, such as, like, sure. status as a, you know, tax exemptions and whatnot. Um, yeah, sure. But anyway, but, sure. The, the point is, God said don't right. <laughs> And so the, let's try to set up the best argument we can, because so okay. far okay. I think we've, I've heard two reasons why it might be acceptable, Right. Um, feeding people one of them is yeah feeding people and potentially prepping for some eventual need maybe just uh, just general preparation um and then you gave another argument um i'm struggling to remember what it was <laughs> sorry i just typed in church cattle farm that's all i typed in church cattle farm the just church cattle farm the first thing that comes up is deseret ranches wikipedia wow. entry <laughs> um so it, it's got to be pretty big then it's located 50 miles southeast of the orlando international airport the ranch maintains forty-four thousand head of beef cattle wow they're not prepping they're selling beef yeah okay <laughs> yeah I, okay so yeah i think the being for profit kind of knocks that down um they're it's just a regular business that they 16 own. million dollars in revenue holy christ <laughs> um so they're not storing this wow yeah um <laughs> What do you what do you make of that? What do you do with that? Uh, there's no way out of that. Um, 
Especially, I think, because because again, there are loads of things from the scriptures being ignored, right, or sure, changed, sure. adapted to yeah. new times. Absolutely. So if they had a new, updated stance on it, that meat was okay. But like you said, it seems like the most recent evidence of anything like that is to the contrary, where where prophets are saying you shouldn't even going so far as to give scientific reasoning why. Oh, oh that was in the forties. Sure. The, that, they haven't talked about it for 80 right. years. Right. So that's still, that is then the updated stance, right? It is, the stance hasn't changed. The stance, yeah, yeah. You still meat, shouldn't meat is, eat meat. Right. Yes. Yes. And so if, and so what I'm saying is if it were to the contrary and they were saying you, you it's fine, then that would be fine. But it isn't. So there's no escaping this. There's right. no way to claim you're, you know, being a good Mormon and abiding by the doctrines if you're eating meat. Yeah. Well, and again, crazy. we can be generous and say it's hard to be a person and not eat meat oh, and for sure. not drink tobacco or drink alcohol and smoke. Like doing those things are hard. Right. But the prophets. They um, are the pinnacle, the apex examples, right? Supposedly. And if this is the apex example of running cattle farms. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty terrible example. It's a terrible <laughs> example. And I think it, it. There's a bigger philosophical, uh, theological problem at play. Okay. So you can't go into the temple if you're not following the word of wisdom. Correct. Right. A lot of missionaries and bishops say things like not following the word of wisdom. You can't get revelation Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're doing those things. Right. Right. Well, most people are not vegetarian, especially most Mormons. Mm-hmm. So are they actually getting revelation? <laughs> if it's true okay, I that see. doing things against the word of God ruins your chances of hearing God, then... It, it, yeah, it kills the still quiet voice. So that, that's a good example of... If you're, if you're assuming or you you believe in the church, yeah, by its own reasoning, the prophet even perhaps is sub- subject to maybe not really getting true revelation, you know, or maybe if, it's if that makes it harder. Flawed, right? <laughs> that would be yeah. The 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 outcome is if he's not really hearing things from God because he's eating meat, then. Why are you listening to him? Why? How can you listen to him? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, again, let's just flip it on its head, right? So let's let's assume the prophet. You you trust and believe in the prophet, and then it comes out that he, under his direction, because under his supervision, the church runs. Nothing happens without his okay, right? Mm-hmm. Finds out that there's tons of investments in some vodka company. Right. Do you think there would be a good proportion of people who then would um, fall away? Or do you think they would start to just doubt that particular prophet? I think they would just rationalize it. But the problem is... <laughs> that's, that's, that's the problem. I don't need to explain that. That's, that's if you the don't problem. understand why that's a problem, <laughs> then we have a problem. Um, yeah, um, that's not okay. Uh, so, and, and again, 
God said, don't drink alcohol once mm-hmm. in the word of wisdom. He said, don't eat meat three times. Right. So I, yeah, I don't see how we can maintain that the church is not corrupt because they're always talking about, if you ever go to church on a Sunday in a Mormon church, they're always talking about how this is the restored church. Mm-hmm. The restored church isn't following the word of wisdom. The church, not, no, I'm not, ignore the people. The people are trying their best. The right. church itself is not following the word of wisdom. Right. Yeah. If that doesn't say something to you, I don't know what can. Um, that is just as two-faced as, and, you know, hypocritical as you can be. <laughs> yeah. To the extreme, right? Because it's not just like the, the prophets are eating meat. Which they probably are. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) The quorum of the 70, probably all, and let's be generous and say 50% of them. Are vegetarian? Yeah. Let's say 50% of them have been lifelong strict vegetarians and never eaten meat. Even still, 50% of, you know, your your supposed spiritual leaders are all not actually following (laughs) the scripture that they're advocating all of their members to follow. Yeah. And enforcing they're they're forcing right. people to follow not half allowing, the allowing not allowing them to go to the temple yeah um, not allowing them to do certain things yet people are not able to watch their kids get married mm-hmm. because they're smoking cigarettes right you're ineligible for a lot of things because of that yeah that's well like i i don't even know what to say because that is just such a big problem you know there's nothing you can do with that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I, and, and I, again, I brought this up with missionaries and bishops. I brought it up with a bishop like two months ago. Um, cause I wanted to talk about like why I don't pay tithing. Mm-hmm. Um, cause if they can make $16 million off of not following their scriptures, right. then I don't think I need to pay tithing. No, there's no reason. Um, that, that's insane. So I wanted to talk about that, but he's like, well, it just says don't eat, you know, just eat it sparingly. And then I walked away because he clearly didn't read (laughs) the next sentence. Right. And then the next one. And then the next, like, they just keep coming. Yes. Three times. Three times. And it it gets, like, progressively more, um, don't do this. Okay, now, you might have thought I just said sparingly, but just so you're sure, I explicitly made these creatures only for that occasion when you're really hungry. Don't, please, please don't do it otherwise. Don't do it. Oh, oh. Eat grain. Eat lots of grain. Eat the wholesome herbs. Grain is for everyone. Everything. for all these things. Please. But again, unless it's literally a famine or there's excess (laughs) hunger, don't eat it. It is crystal clear. Like, you could super swing the tobacco thing. Because it says, it also says use tobacco sparingly, right? Oh. It doesn't say you shouldn't do it. It doesn't. And and again, that was the thing I wanted to point out at the beginning of that that thing. It's all on its head. Right? Yeah. Because uh, I am pretty sure I've met a Mormon or two who drinks coffee. Mm-hmm. I think that's not unheard yeah, of. Jack Mormons are kind of common. Yeah. And and so it, so it just says they are not for you. It yeah. just says don't drink them. But for sure. the, the tobacco, it, it goes into a bit deeper. It's not good for man. Right. Um, it doesn't explicitly say you shouldn't use it. It's saying uh, there might be occasions uh, for bruises and sick cattle. Use sure. judgment and skill, so maybe use it here and there. Yeah. But that is probably the highest level of do not do attitude, right? And then coffee is, you know, generally people don't drink coffee. They don't like it. Yeah. It, um, but then meat is on the bottom when actually the order of how important those are to, you know, God 
is exactly the opposite. It, it's at least it seems that way. Don't eat meat. Don't drink coffee or hot drinks at all. They're not good for you. And yeah. then you know, yeah. use your 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 wisdom when when applying tobacco products. Use your judgment and skill. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, and and again, I'm. I mean, I, I will disclose. I am vegetarian. Right. I have been. Not because of this. I'm for not. For totally different reasons. Um, I'm simply bringing this up because this is a really problematic doctrinal um, contradiction. Right. So you can't chase me. Can't find any peace. I can see you running too. So I hold on to you. The trees are turn to flame. Yeah, we can feel the hate. Like curses on the young. We're making a podcast. <laughs> yes.